And I nice. tell you, my second chakra, I've been <laughs> pouring some orange in there and it's working. When you said you're pouring orange in there, I pictured you pouring like orange crush. <laughs> just like all over your stomach and abdomen. Just well, like. It, it gets you going. It's sticky. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> sticky chakras. Welcome to Shit My Soul Says, a podcast about all things woo. I'm Jillian. And I'm Rosalie. And we are obsessed with anything having to do with alternative spirituality. And we want to share our obsession with you. Because woo is fun, but it's more fun with friends. I'm a reincarnation coach and energy worker. And I'm a practicing witch. So we've been around the woo block a time or two. Mm Mm-hmm. Each episode, we will be digging into a different topic, from tarot to third eyes to energy healing. We'll share our personal experiences and offer you practical advice for your own practice. So whether you're new to all of this or queen of the pagans, that's me, (laughs) everybody is welcome. No witch card needed. This is inclusive woo. We just want to laugh with you, learn with you, and talk about some woo shit with you. So let's do that. Let's talk about Shit My Soul Says. Uh, are you ready to get started? Let's get started. All right, Julian. Is it time for the weekly woo? <laughs> Rosalie, you know what? This week it certainly is time for the weekly <laughs> woo. I'm pretty excited. But why don't you tell our listeners what the weekly woo Yes, it isn't necessarily ghost related, although sometimes it might be. But our weekly woo is the time of the show where we talk about some woo thing that we've gotten up to, maybe that we bought or that happened to us, (laughs) um, that just makes us feel connected to the larger Wooniverse, as we came up with the last episode. Um, yes. So, Rosalie, what's your weekly woo? I'm going to go with the one that's the most thematic with our episode. Oh, great. Yes. Is that a friend of mine from college contacted me asking if I was a medium. And it was kind of an out of the blue question. Like, what? I've never told anybody that I'm a medium or that that's a thing that I have, except that a couple of weeks ago, I got information from my guide that was like, you're a medium. <laughs> oh. So I did a medium reading for her. Oh, my goodness. And it was a bit of a trip. <laughs> yes. There was a spirit that wanted to talk to her, very old ancestor mm. of hers. And she, as soon as she came in, I just felt really, really heavy. Oh. I didn't feel like I was taken over. I didn't feel anything negative. Just I felt really heavy. Like my whole body Mm. had another person Mm. present inside of it. And I'm not going to go into details because they're very personal to the person. Of course. But there were things that I was saying that were not coming from me that she was just like, oh, my God, that makes so much sense based on this recurring nightmare that I've had. And oh, you're right about that person in my life. And it was just it was a trip for both of us. I think it was it was intense. I don't think it's something that I want to offer up to the world. Mm. (laughs) Because it was so intense. But it was it was kind of a fun one time thing. (laughs) Yeah, 
you you kind of got that muscle working. Yeah. Maybe you'll use it in your next lifetime. Oh, maybe I will. Or maybe, will. maybe I'll be forced to use it in this one. <laughs> we'll see. I find that Bobo, my guide, doesn't have a tendency to tell me something if it's not related to my life, mm. you know, now-ish. Well, you know, that happens with me. I've read a lot of books on mediums because mm-hmm. I like that shit. And that happens a lot with mediums that are like, I do not want to do this. And the universe is just like, oh, that's nice that you <laughs> think that you have any choice. <laughs> <sighs> so what is your weekly woo? Well, my weekly woo is a little bit more of like opening a door into my head and how I interpret the world. Ooh. Yes. So I'm really into Billie Eilish. Mm. Like, I love her. From the first time I heard her song, um, Bad Guy, I've, I've always loved her. She's awesome. She's amazing. Um, and if you are Billie Eilish and you're listening to our show, we love you. We love you <laughs> so much. We have to make sure we hashtag Billie Eilish this episode. Absolutely. So and we'll see what she has to think about my theories I'm about to expand oh. upon. So for those of you who don't know who Billie Eilish is, I don't know who you people are, but (laughs) she's a musician, and she actually started when she was 13 years old. That's the thing that is crazy. Yes, her first song, Ocean Eyes, that she recorded, where she started becoming famous, she was 13. And she works really close with her brother, which a lot of people thought was kind of creepy at first for the songs that she was singing. But the more you get to know them and the family, the more it just kind of all makes sense. They're kind of like a modern day Partridge family (laughs) in a way. (laughs) Anyway, so I've like really got into like learning a lot about her and watching YouTube videos and everything. And I have a theory. I have come up with something. I don't know if she knows this, (laughs) but I have decided because she also deals with like a lot of dark um, emotions as well, right? Like she has this heaviness that she just, and she also is kind of psychic too, Mm. by the way, but she also kind of like foresees her death. So that's a little heavy. So she's got all this heavy shit and she's like 17. I mean, she's older than that now. The point being, I really think that she was a famous performer, singer in her past life, Mm. and that she died because of, like, suicide or drug overdose. And that's why, like, she came up with such musical gifts at the beginning and that her brother incarnated with her to help her and support her so that she wasn't going through it alone. Because one of the things that she talks about in this life is she stays away from drugs. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just am really kind of fascinated with that. And every time I read more about her, I'm just kind of like, who was she? Was she, like, Morrison? Hmm. The performer that popped into my head, and of course, who the fuck knows, was Janis Joplin. Oh my gosh, that was the first one I thought of too. (laughs) That was my original one was Janis Joplin. Oh my goodness. So Billie Eilish, you're Janis Joplin reincarnated. I hope you don't mind. (laughs) (laughs) But if you do mind, there's really nothing you can do about it. (laughs) Because it's too late. You're already reincarnated. And and we're really rooting for you in this lifetime. Absolutely. By the way, we love you. Dubs. Yeah, we do. <laughs> but anyway, that's my weekly woo. It's my little churnings, my brain churnings. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, this week I am super excited. I am super excited for you because we're gonna talk about do, 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 do. Ghosts. ghosts we had to talk about this because rosalie keeps on doing the <laughs> and we're like okay we just got to get the ghosts out of your system dear oh yeah right <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. So what do you know about ghosts, Jillian? Oh, I know too much, (laughs) but not as much as you do. (laughs) I would like actually to throw that back at you. How would you define ghosts, Rosalie? That's actually a really tricky question because I would say that my definition would be pretty specific. A ghost is uh, the, the spirit of a person that is lingering in this mortal plane mm-hmm. and interacting with other people in some way, with the living mm-hmm. in some way. Because if they're not interacting with the living, then, well, what the fuck does it matter? <laughs> <laughs> then they're boring. <laughs> then they're boring and I don't want anything to do with them. No, they're boring and you take back their ghost card. <laughs> But yeah, I'd have to say exactly the same thing. For me, a ghost is somebody that is passed on, but that due to some trauma or some connection to what's like happened in their life, they haven't let go and gone through the tunnel of light or whatever it is um, to pass into the next dimension. So they're trapped on the physical plane, but as a discarnate being, as a as an entity. And sometimes they don't know they're dead. Mm-hmm. And I think that what a lot of people think of when they think of ghosts is a much broader concept, Hmm. which I would maybe classify as hauntings. Yes. Right. Because there's, you know, like a residual haunting is where the imprint of an event that had a lot of emotion attached to it, usually trauma replays itself over and over and over again in a physical space, but there's no consciousness tied to it. It's just Mm. the, the event itself is replaying. And so that's the sort of thing where people are like, Oh, it's haunted. And it is, it's a haunting, but there aren't ghosts. I'm saying with quotes in the air, there aren't ghosts that are present. Like a consciousness. Right. So that okay. that's one that's really common. And then I think there are other entities that haunt human beings for whatever reason. Yes. But we're not going to get into those today, are we? Oh, we're not, because that's an entire other episode. And you have something to say about that, too. I have something to say about everything. <laughs> Yay. That's why we've got a podcast. It's fantastic. <laughs> that's right. What is your like first memories of ghosts or what's your early recollection of of ghosts? I know that I was super interested in them as a little kid, but nothing really happened to me until college. Like I definitely thought that the house that I grew up in had something that lived in my closet. There was a crawl space, two crawl spaces technically that you could access from my closet. And so I was convinced that there was stuff in there. But I think that Mm. was just more like kid stuff, like classic kid. I don't think that there was really anything in our house. Okay. But yeah, what about you? You know, I can't really pick up on ghosts. I do have a I do have one story, um, which maybe we'll get into. But as far as like, I was always interested in them when I was a kid as well. I, you know, we talked about that in our soul shit that I was always interested in paranormal stuff. Mm -hmm. Since I was a kid and anything that talked about that in a show I was into. um, And I was thinking about like, what are my first remembrances of ghosts? And I think it was probably Casper. (laughs) Casper the Friendly Ghost. Probably sorry, learned about ghosts or Scooby Doo because they always end up dressed up as a ghost, but then they weren't. It was just that mean old man who ran the bun house or whatever. Yeah, park. and was out to get those dang kids. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I definitely read spooky 
stories when I was a kid. And I think that started more with Nancy Drew, of all things, because mm. there were a few like, oh, there's a haunted something, but it was never an actual ghost. Okay. Because she solved the she solved it. She solved the mystery. And it was somebody causing something. So similar to Scooby-Doo is like, you think it's a ghost, but really it's just somebody's up to no good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> For whatever reason. Yes. Um, but I'd love to share my first actual ghost yes! story with you. I love it. So like I said, I didn't really ever experience any real ghostly activity until I went to college. And the college I went to, it's on the East Coast, it's very old, and it's haunted as fuck. Mm-hmm. And it's not just ghosts, it's everything. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's, a, it's an intense place to go. And when you're like a little budding pagan who's interested in that stuff, it's a little bit bonkers. Oh. <laughs> But my first experience with a ghost, I was taking a theater class. And part of this class was that we were supposed to put on a production. So we weren't the actors. We were the director and the producer and sound design. Okay. And we had a rehearsal on this stage. And it was this big, big theater, very old, beautiful. And, we, you know, we were all doing stuff. And out of the corner of my eye, I thought I saw a man by the sound booth, which for some reason was in the seats, not up backstage. I thought I saw a man. And I was like, that's so weird. He's wearing a top hat. And I went to a women's college. So seeing men <laughs> after hours was also a little weird. Yeah. You know, like there were professors who were men, but, you know, it was like. What? They didn't wear top hats. Probably. Probably. I don't think I ever saw any human beings wearing a top hat. Hmm. But it was theater, so you never know. (laughs) Fact. (laughs) But when I looked straight on, no one was there. And I like looked, I was like, okay, there's nothing there. And I looked back to the group and was working on the stuff. And I kept seeing stuff out of the corner of my eye. And I was like, oh, it's just a reflection off my glasses or something. You know, it's not, it's nothing. Because I'd never had a ghostly experience. Well, it turns out, and I had never heard this story, but it turns out that that theater was haunted by a man in a top hat. Oh. Right? (laughs) Yes. You know, I've been there for a few weeks. It wasn't like I'd had time to be immersed in the lore of the college. No. Yeah, so that was my very first ghost, and it was creepy. (laughs) That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. What can I tell you, Mike? This is like my only ghost that I knew was a ghost experience. Tell me. But it's a it's a it's a bigger story because it's me. So when I was in my early 20s, I worked and lived at a peace and reconciliation center in Ireland called Glen Cree. Ooh. So you don't know about Glen Cree. I haven't told you about this place. I mean, if you have, I don't remember. <laughs> okay, well good. Fantastic. That works. So Glen Cree was up in the Wicklow Mountains, just south of Dublin. Still is, actually. But it was set up originally as a military base for the British that were hunting rebellious Irish, Mm. right? So it's a military barracks sort of a space. There's multiple buildings. And then it got turned into, a little bit later, like during the potato famine, a boy's detention center. Oh, shit. (laughs) Yes, where all these poor young boys would go and be up in the wilds. Like, there's nothing up there. Like, it's a half an hour drive to the nearest pub. And in Ireland, that's like eight (laughs) years away. 
from anything. <laughs> like, why would anybody go there? <laughs> exactly. So it's very, very remote. And uh, anyway, so you can imagine when we would hear stories about how these boys were treated, like they were made to shower outdoors, like in Ooh. the wintertime. Yeah, treated very badly. Um, and then it went into like disrepair for a while. And then eventually in the 60s, it got turned into this peace and reconciliation center to deal with the issues in the north. Mm-hmm. But you can see it's had these different lives of really kind of high intensity. Yeah times right so we we would hear about this pat would always be like oh the lady in white she's going to get you that sort of thing you would try to scare us with the ghost stories but anyway so there were a few that happened well, that i know about while we were there my boyfriend at the time who is french she's a frenchie that i refer to he he told me he's like he didn't believe it. i'm not going to try to do the accent because it will be horrible but he didn't believe in ghosts he said but he was walking across the room this big room And he felt somebody tap him on the shoulder and he turned around and there was nobody there and there was nobody in the room. Mm -hmm. Like he was far away from anybody else. So there's that one. And then there was another one where it was like late at night and the center was empty because we lived there. And there were um, several of the volunteers were in the dining room and you could hear somebody walking up the hallway. Mm -hmm. And then about a half an hour later, I came in and they were like, was that you earlier? And I'm like, no, there's nobody here. There's nobody at the entire center, but they heard somebody walking up and every they were all really freaked out. Mm-hmm. So it was their experience. So, so I was like, yeah, that's true. That happened. For me, what happened? So I lived in uh, one of the wings that they kept a lot of the boys. And there was one particular room that like anybody who was cleaning it would totally get creeped out when they were in that particular room. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I was not very far from that room. Well, one night I was woken up and something was pressing down on my chest. Mm. And like holding me down. And um, and I was kind of half awake. So there could have been a little bit of that sleep paralysis sort of thing. But I remember like feeling like it was somebody holding me down. Yeah. And I was just like with all of my power, I was like, get off of me. So then like it went away and I was fine. Well, then the next night, the same thing happened to the woman who was in the room across the hall from me. Oh, did you tell her about it? Yeah, I had told her okay. about it the day, but she's she's like a very grounded, mm-hmm. very practical person. She's not somebody who would have just been influenced by sure. what I had said. But yeah, I was like, this happened to me. And she's like, she, I think she thought I was crazy until it happened to her the next <laughs> night. Yeah. So yeah, that was Glenn Creese. Those are just a couple. And there are tons of stories that oh, other I'm people sure. have collected while there. But it, it, it was like, it's a setting. Yeah. It's a setting for hauntings yeah. and ghosts. Oh, that's so exciting and mm-hmm. spooky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yes. had I had one instance in college when I was taking a nap in the middle of the day and I had a roommate, but I felt somebody poking me while I was mm. napping, just poking me just a couple of times on the shoulder and then nothing. And I woke up a while later And my roommate wasn't in the room. And when I finally saw her, I was like, hey, why did you poke me while I was napping? And she was like, oh, you were napping? I wasn't here. Oh. She hadn't been in the room at all during my nap. And she wasn't the sort of person to fuck with me. Like this was – we were roommates for three years. You know, she's still one of my very good friends. She's not the sort of person who would be like, ha, 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 I'm going to pull a prank on you. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was mm. that was intriguing. And I also had sleep paralysis in that bed 
in that room once, but I don't know if that was a ghost or if it was actual sleep paralysis. Exactly. Well, I will say it was a weird experience when that happened to me. And and I think we'll probably get into this, like how to deal with ghosts. But at least by that point, I knew enough not to get afraid of it to to really own my own to be like get the fuck off me dude <laughs> this is not your home <laughs> well but that's the thing is that it might have been their home yeah, well i mean my body wasn't their oh, home no your body is not their home my body is my home correct <laughs> yes <laughs> i don't share it with people don't you well, sometimes. <laughs> if I'm lucky. <laughs> but yeah, let's talk a little bit about that, though. Not that. <laughs> yes. We so, can talk about that. Jillian, let's get into that. <laughs> let's dive into sex. <laughs> let's dive into sex later. Okay. <laughs> Whatever you say, Jillian, I'm on Thank board. You. Thank you. Well, maybe one thing to kind of talk about, because I think you kind of touched about this earlier, but what is the difference between like ghosts versus visitors from the other side? I guess it depends on what you mean by the other side. So for me, I mean, like, my mom passed away and she went to the other side. She's she chills okay. she chills over there. And every now and again she might pop over and I could smell her perfume or just feel her presence around me. Mm. For me, that's not a ghost. Right. I mean, not the way that we're talking about a ghost, at least. That's like her spirit. That's something that I've kind of wondered about how ghosts and visitors from the other side do diverge. Mm -hmm. Are the people who are visitors from the other side, are they still kind of ghosts in some form or fashion? Or why haven't they reincarnated into their next life? Yeah. Or have they reincarnated and like there's a piece of their soul that can still like pop over to visit? Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. For me, my kind of understanding is it has a lot to do with like the people that are ghosts are like trapped here, right? Mm -hmm. Because of their own, either their choice, maybe they're, oh, I know that I've read about like somebody that was a ghost that like had abused his children Ugh. and was afraid to pass on because he was afraid of what he was going to have to deal with when he crossed over to the other side. Sure. So I think that there are actual beings and entities that like try to come to help those ghosts that are stuck here. Like, come mm -hmm. on over, come on over. It's Okay. It's okay. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I know. For me, that's kind of what the the differences between the two is. It's just like somebody who's still hanging out at the bar and doesn't want to go home, <laughs> versus somebody who's come home and can come back and forth to the bar when they want to. I don't know. It's not a perfect analogy, but they're going to go with so it. Jillian, are you the bar in this scenario? <laughs> Maybe I am the bar. <laughs> How much booze do you have? <laughs> uh, I have a whole booze cabinet. Come on over. <laughs> I had honestly not thought about it that much. And part of it is that I haven't really had a whole lot of visitors from the other side come mm, to okay. me. My brother experienced like a visitor from the other side coming to him in a dream once. Mm -hmm. And my friend had... Uh, my cat came to visit her very briefly in a dream nice. to convey a message to me. So I don't know why, if I'm supposed to be this medium or whatever, like <laughs> my cat can well, come to me, but <laughs> come direct to the source. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I haven't really had any real visitors. The, the one person who I was really close to who passed away was my sister, 
but mm. I've never had any visits from her. Okay. But I feel like she just like reincarnated. She was like ready to go. Yeah. She was, she didn't, she wasn't ready to pass in this life. So she was like, all right, mm. I've got shit to do. Let's get to it. Yeah. Yeah. That happens. Yeah. That could happen. Well, I know for me too, one of the things, when I was a little girl, I used to like listen to the music station, the video station, MTV, I think we called it as we were kids, (laughs) back when it played music television. (laughs) And I would dance around. And I always like imagined that there was this man sitting on the couch watching me. Which is like kind of creepy now as I'm like an adult. Like, why as a child did I imagine this man was sitting watching me dance? But I did. And now as an adult, I'm like, I think that was maybe my grandfather that was like watching me, right? That I was kind of picking up on in some sense. But for me, he wasn't a ghost. Right. That was his spirit. But yeah, so I just, I haven't really had any major visits like that. Okay. But I have encountered ghosts that have nothing to do with me. Well, maybe you will now that you have more medium abilities that you've tapped into. Well, I mean, I still don't have that many people who you know, I care about who've passed. And I guess I could potentially encounter others, but people are going to die in your life, Rosalie. I'd like to think that that is a lie. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to think that's a lie, too. (laughs) Yeah, I think you already nailed it. Like, what is the difference? You, You nailed it. I nailed it. Thank you. You're welcome. Moving on. Okay. One thing I think that we should kind of talk about is why they hang out in certain places. Yes. Like, why was the Glen Cree place yeah. you're at so full of ghosts? And why was my yes. college so full of ghosts? Like, what is yes. it that that makes a ghost hang out in a particular location? Is it that they don't like air conditioning? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I, do ghosts need air conditioning? I don't know. That's a really interesting question because I feel like if I were going to pass on and be a become a ghost, mm-hmm. I'd fucking better be in a place with AC. <laughs> like heat in the winter and air conditioning in the summer. You want your comforts. If I, I become a ghost, I'm moving to a fucking mansion. Nice. Yes. Well, yes. And maybe that's why mansions are more haunted. Maybe I'll move to your cult mansion. <gasps> We could all move to my let's cult mansion. Let's move to your cult mansion. <laughs> all of us. All of us. All, let's all just all find the cult mansion. <laughs> if you're a listener and you would like to pass on as a ghost and live in the cult mansion, send us an email and I'll give yes. you the, ad- the address. Yes. We'll all meet there after we're dead. And we'll have a real ghost party. (laughs) I wonder, though, like how many people actually did have some sort of pact where they were like, hey, when we die, let's meet somewhere and Mm. and be together. Yeah, I wonder about that. I do know that people will have packs about like, when I die, I'll come and tell you that I'm passed on. Right. Or I'll send you a red bird or something (laughs) like that. Like I'll give you a sign. Yes, exactly. I actually had a, and this is again, I don't know if it qualifies as a ghost. I guess she hadn't moved on yet, but I had a, an aunt that had passed on that I wasn't very close to, though. That's also, I'm kind of like, I don't know why this happened, but I loved her, but like I only met her once. But I woke up in the middle of the night and I saw a, but it was like, um, you know how you stare into a light bulb too long mm-hmm. and then you can see the image? It was that kind of an image. Sure. But it was an image of a flower 
hanging in the air. So I woke up and I saw this like iris hanging in the air and my thought was like oh that was from my aunt patty oh yeah like she just came gave me a flower on her way out because she had just recently passed away in the the last like month sure i don't know know. or it could have just i don't know (laughs) i was just like thanks (laughs) thanks for the flower i can't keep it it's an image it's gone now I'm kidding. I appreciated the thought. Of course. Thought the count. Of course. When you're non-corporeal, you got to work with what you got. Right? <laughs> yes. I feel like sometimes ghosts hang out in a place where they were attached to in life for some reason mm. or where they died. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it seems like there are ghosts that are just hanging out in places that seem strange. Like what? Well, I don't Do know. Do you have like, an example? I was thinking of like your lady in white. Yes, my lady in white. <laughs> where it's like why why was there this lady in white in this place where it's like men in you know the barracks and then a oh boys appara- school it was one of the men she was with one of the military men that was part of the thing and i don't know it's oh. a whole story pat was pat was full of shit so i have no idea about this lady in okay white. well <laughs> <laughs> but apparently like it was a love gone bad and maybe she threw herself out a window or some tragic <laughs> ending with I, her military love sure I mean, I guess I'm just thinking of like, you sometimes hear stories about new houses that are haunted. Mm. And it's like, yeah, are, why? why are they haunted? Yeah, because obviously, they didn't die in that house. They didn't they mm-hmm. weren't attached to that house. So is it the land that they're attached to? Or is it maybe the people inside of it? Well, and that's, that's definitely a thing is that that ghosts and other hauntings can be attached to people. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, residual hauntings are more likely to be in a place. Yeah. Yeah. Whether or not the the place changes around them. Yeah. It's kind of interesting, though, isn't it? That like, mm-hmm. that we that we would be so place bound after we died. Yeah. It does seem very you know? strange. As opposed to people oriented. Like, I'd rather like hang out with this person over here. <laughs> right. But then you also hear about like all of the like, oh, the Victorian ghosts. Those Victorian ghosts. <laughs> you know, like you hear a lot about like 1980s ghosts who no. passed on. And- From doing too much coke. <laughs> right. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe things were more ghosts heavy like maybe things the the environment like the world was more that people were afraid of death more maybe various times i also wonder like how much like religion has to do with yeah or also like if you think about like we've got a lot more stories about people crossing over so maybe now when they see the white light they're like oh that's that white light all the crazy people talk about yeah i guess i'll go into it but maybe back in the victorian era they didn't know about the white light who knows? I don't know. I don't know. We should maybe like contact a spirit <laughs> <laughs> right now. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> but it does seem like there are some places that are more likely to have spirits mm-hmm. there. Yeah. So like you go to a place and it's like, oh, gosh, this is like a spooky place. And then you find out that there's nothing bad has ever happened there. Yeah. But there'll be like multiple different like, there's this ghost that hang out in this room, and this ghost yeah. that hangs out in the basement, and this one. And they're not, like, connected to each other. No. I wonder what – I wonder if it's, like, some sort of a, a vortex or an energy – or was it something in the building materials oh. that we don't use anymore? Maybe plastic, like, protects you. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm throwing everything out there right now. 
it's important to ask the questions. Well, and I think the reason that the college that I went to had so much going on was because the land itself had a lot mm. of weird energy, mm-hmm. right? Like it was a sort of, it was just completely bananas as far as like just the the crap that was there. And yes, it was a college. So there were suicides that happened occasionally throughout its history. Mm. And there's, you know, stories about like a farmhand because there was there's one dorm that used to be like a little barn like a farmhand who shot a student because she didn't love him or something like that right so you get like these kind of occasional stories of people who had you know tragic endings and of course that happens at any place that's been around long enough Mm -hmm. but that does not account for the number of things yeah That just permeate that campus. (laughs) And there are a lot of other college campuses that are similar. You get ghosts and hauntings more in theaters and college campuses and churches Mm. and um, prisons, which doesn't surprise me, hospitals, Mm. those sorts of places. Like those are the things that you hear about being haunted all the time. Yeah, that maybe there's a higher emotional experience happening. Yeah. Because when you're in your theater, you're having an emotional experience. Yeah. God knows college is an emotional experience, (laughs) right? So that maybe you're just – that there's more of that kind of energy frequency happening there? Yeah. I I don't know. Yeah, like maybe ghosts are more attracted to certain vibrations. Mm, Maybe they eat the energy. (gasps) Oh, maybe. So I had an interesting experience when I studied abroad in Florence. Mm. I was at some museum, and I wish I could tell you which museum it was, but there were so many. <laughs> you know, I was I was constantly going to museums and and churches and cathedrals, and but there was this one that I went to, and you know, it's beautiful art all over the place, and then. I get into this room and I just felt this wave of despair. Oh. Just like, oh, it's just crushing, heavy Ugh. weight of just awfulness. Yuck. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then I read a plaque that was on the wall and it said that this room had been the place where condemned people waited uh, prior to their execution uh, yeah and it was like i would not want to be in that room no you would not no <laughs> you know and it looked the same as the rest of the museum and it had just you know it was like beautiful art everywhere and like frescoes on the wall and then it was just like oh god why and so yeah. that wasn't like necessarily a haunting or it might have been a haunting but it wasn't a ghost yeah per se yeah but it was certainly something that was related to the place and the events that happened there. Just that energy, like the the negative energy heaping on top of more negative energy. Yeah. I mean, you hear about that when people go and visit the um, uh, concentration camps over in Germany, mm. too. Like that there's just that heavy heaviness there. That's not surprising. Yeah. Yeah, no. You got to be – you got to go and listen to the energy protection episode. <laughs> Before you go to any place like that. Yeah. Yeah. There is a way to kind of protect yourself from that kind of energy. Mm -hmm. So have you ever tried to communicate with a ghost? I mean, we talked about earlier, like, we'll have to ask them and find out what they have to say. (laughs) 
Do they need AC? I mean, I've definitely done tarot readings to try to contact or communicate with some ghosts. I did a seance once or twice. Mm. And one of the seances I did was with people who are very, very witchy, right? So really good witchy witches. <laughs> witchy witches. <laughs> and one of them bought this beautiful spirit board. And that's like a Ouija board, but it wasn't the name brand Ouija. Um, it was like a hand-painted oh. wooden thing. It's just absolutely gorgeous. So we all like did the thing with the planchette. And it was on Samhain or Halloween. And we were all like, okay, this is going to be really cool. And nothing happened. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and we determined that it was probably because we were too well-shielded and like too, yeah. we'd put up too many protections. <laughs> like probably. we're not letting anything in that's not supposed to come in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and those are usually the kind of entities that screw around with the Ouija boards anyway. Right? <laughs> yeah. So what about you? Yeah, I did actually have an Ouija board, the brand one, you know, that you got at Toys R Us. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The plastic planchette. Yeah, Yeah, I did it and uh, would do it with my friends. And they were convinced that I was pushing the planchette. Yeah. This is in high school. Everybody's always convinced that somebody else is pushing the planchette. Yeah, but they thought it was me specifically. I mean, Jillian, if the shoe fits. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. But no, I think I think that maybe like I kind of slightly have some mediumistic abilities too. Mm. I think that maybe I maybe I was, but it wasn't me pushing it. Mm-hmm. It was maybe being pushed through me. Sure. But it was interesting, yeah, the way that the would circle around and I mean it definitely had kind of a vibe to it, but we didn't get anything very useful. I mean, it was just nonsense, really, yeah. what we were getting. Because usually, you know, entities that are screwing around with the Ouija boards, aren't your, like, higher beings that know how to communicate? <laughs> that know how to profound, spell. <laughs> yeah. Like, tell you profound truths. I mean, right? that's a thing that I'd never thought about is the fact that, like, if you're using a Ouija board, the entities you're communicating with have to know how to read English. <laughs> true fact. <laughs> that's true. I hadn't thought about that. That makes it a little bit more challenging. (laughs) Like, that really limits the field. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, some people, I know some people, too, that are, like, very anti-Ouija board. That are like, oh, you had to stay away from that. It's bad. It's going to bring in bad things. What do you think about that? Oh, I, that makes me want to roll my eyes. Okay. I think it actually made, it actually did make you roll your eyes. It did, but I couldn't, people couldn't see my eyes You need to verbalize it. (laughs) (laughs) And here's the thing. I do think that people can invite unwelcome visitors through a Ouija board. Mm -hmm. I do think it's possible. And I think it does Mm -hmm. happen occasionally. I think that it certainly has a much more intense rep, like a reputation, Mm. than is warranted. It's deserved. You know, like I did the Ouija board as a kid all the time without any protections, without, you know, nothing. Nothing ever happened to me. There were no ghosts that came in. There were no demons. It was just like, oh, what college am I going to? I think that of the thousands and thousands of times that people use Ouija boards, a fraction of a percent of that might invite something dangerous. Hmm. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. And it kind of also makes me go to the point about how people have so much fear of ghosts, Mm -hmm. right? And I think that's something that's really important because I I know I recently watched a YouTube video about a guy that's like, I'm not into ghosts. I saw some ghosts and I got the fuck out of there. Mm -hmm. And it's just like people, it's kind of like, you know, what they say about wild animals, they're more scared of you than you are of them. Now, Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's actually true of ghosts, but the idea is that you have so much power in you. Mm-hmm. And we have this idea that ghosts are more powerful than us. They don't even have a freaking physical body. <laughs> yeah, they're not. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah, they're not. Like, and you can't, like, they can't fuck with you unless you are, like, really open and vulnerable and being let, being open to being fucked with, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that's one thing that it would be really important to communicate in this episode is, like, you don't have to put up with shit if it's coming at you. Yeah. And I bet you have a lot more to say because I think you've also dealt with some, like, darker side of yeah. stuff. I mean, that's the thing. is like ghosts. It's like, oh, they're kind of charming. <laughs> <laughs> they wear top hats. <laughs> like, they might be a little spooky. They might want to fuck with you if they're just, like, grumpy spirits that, that yeah. have nothing better to do with their time. Um I think the majority of what people experience that they think is a ghost is really more of a residual haunting. Mm. And there's not much to do about a residual haunting other than just cleanse the space. Yeah. And that that's not going to fuck with you in any way. Um, but in general, ghosts are just kind of sad. They're kind of sad and pathetic. There are, in in my experience, there are entities out there that are more dangerous, that are more capable of causing you harm both physical and emotional those are more rare also right like i think yeah don't have to you don't have to live your life to be in a fear of those exactly and the thing is too you have a lot of personal power to deal with yeah. any sort of entity yes whether it's a ghost or a a demon or a ghoul. I don't know. I'm just spilling out words because I don't necessarily have the best terminology for them. But whatever you're dealing with, you have a lot of power and you can say, get the fuck away from me. Yeah. Just like I did. Just like you did. And if it's a, if it's a residual, nothing will happen. (laughs) They'll just keep on doing (laughs) what they're doing because it's like in their loop. They're, they're in a loop and it's just, they're going to be in the loop. If it's a ghost, I mean, if you if you tell a ghost to go away, it'll go away. Yeah. In my experience. Yeah. I have heard stories. I haven't known anybody specifically that it's experienced this, but I can just hear them out there going like, you don't know what the fuck I've dealt with, mm-hmm. right? Your innocent little sad, pathetic, top head wearing ghosts that actually are kind of like, I don't know what I learned when I was younger, poltergeists that are actually like slamming doors in the house and causing things in the house to go a little haywire or turning lights on or Mm -hmm. like I think those sorts of irritations and frustrations that make it hard for people to live in haunted spaces sure like I say I don't have any personal experience with that Mm -hmm. I would say if you experience that go find somebody who knows how to deal with that shit to get it out yeah it's like a pest it's like you've got a ghost Ghost mice. Yeah. And also, you know, I'm like, oh, it's just really easy. But also, for me, it's really easy. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Because you deal with stuff like that. It's just like, okay, well, a ghost is nothing compared to some of the shit that I've dealt with. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So, I don't know, maybe I'm not the right person to talk about it. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Yes. 
But I think the takeaway is that you don't have to be afraid of ghosts. No. You don't have to interact with them if you don't want to. Mm-mm. They're probably not going to be much good to interact with. They don't have the wisdom of the ages because they're in their own little tortured place or demented place or lost place or whatever kind of place they're in. Well, and I would also just add that a lot of times ghosts just want to be left alone too, or they want to feel like they're there for whatever reason they're there. And they want you to acknowledge that. So sometimes all you have to do is just have to be like, hey, this is your space, but it's also my space. So you do your thing and I'll do my thing. And if you don't fuck with me, I won't fuck with you. You know, I think I figured out why ghosts leave me alone and why I don't interact with them. Because you know what I would do. What would you do? If I had a ghost is I would be like, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you find the light. I am going to help you pass on. Like, I would, that would be my message. Like, you need to go into the light and reincarnate. And they'd be like, bitch, I don't want to deal with that shit. It's so much easier to just be a ghost, Jillian. Yes. They're like, I'm going to leave that lady alone. She won't shut up about a white light. Pass. Hard pass. Oh, I'm just picturing you as like a medium and you would just be like, go to the light, go to the light. Yes. And you wouldn't stop until finally the ghost was like, fuck you, I'll go. <laughs> exactly. I can be persistent. <laughs> also, speaking of other type of people that interact with ghosts, I want to hear what you think about ghost hunters. Those people that go around with their little fancy sciency tricks and boxes and tools and... I've watched them on the television. Yes. I desperately want to go on like a ghost hunt with like an EMF reader and a spirit box and all the things. Like I would love to go on that with somebody who knows what they're doing. Yeah. I'm just fascinated by it. I think that there are a lot of ghost shows that are just bullshit. (laughs) I think so too. I'm not because how can you replicate that every single week? Right. Episodes after episodes. Well I'm not and I'm not gonna name any names, but it's like when it's on TV, you can edit things. Like you can do Mm -hmm. anything. You can do anything. (laughs) If you have the ability to edit it, you cannot prove that it happened. Yes. And there's like there's a ton of TikTok videos that are similar now that are happening where it's like, oh, the spooky thing that's happening. It's like, oh my God, you're so full of shit. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, it's funny because I'm very much a skeptic when it comes to other people's stories and It's like, okay, yes, but what are the logical, Mm -hmm. realistic things that that could be? Once those are eliminated, then we can figure out, is this a ghost? Mm -hmm. Right? Like, what is this? And so ghost hunting shows typically are like, we're going in with the assumption that this place is haunted, and we're going to find proof that it's haunted, and someone's going to grab my butt. And (laughs) (laughs) there is grab your butt. Yeah, that's. If I were a ghost, I'd definitely be a butt-grabbing ghost. Oh, 100%. 100%. I would be a butt. I'd be kicking butts. I'd be poking them. Doing all sorts of things with your butt. So so if you go to a mansion and you're getting your butt poked. A mansion you know, with AC. Me. A mansion with AC yes, and heating. with AC. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but only after Jillian passes, because... Only only after I'm dead. If it happens right now, 
then it's not Jillian. Oh, you know what I'm going to do? This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to become a ghost and then I'm going to go to all the other ghosts and tell them to go to the light. I'm going to be like a little (laughs) ghost bounty hunter. (laughs) And be like, wait, I'm coming, mom. I got to clean this shit up. I do like to clean shit up. You're going to be the Grim Reaper. <laughs> I'm going to be the Grim Reaper. Yeah. You're just going to go around reaping souls that need to pass on. I'm going to be a Reaper. It's my, my goal in death. Not life. My goal in death. <laughs> I think it's important to have goals for life and goals for death. <laughs> Thank you. I do too. We've got good goals in this episode. Become a Reaper. Live in a mansion. Poke butts. <laughs> what more do you need? You need no more. You're good. You're good to go. <laughs> GTG. <laughs> so on that note, perhaps we should get to our audience I questions. was going to say the exact same thing. We are oh, just look at this. on the same wavelength today. We're telepathically communicating. I don't think that's true. <laughs> I don't either, but I always like to think it's true. <laughs> So for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, we like to offer questions to our listeners. So we post on our social media on Facebook or Instagram with our topic that we're going to talk about the next recording and we let you ask questions. Yeah. So if you're not following us, find us. Shit, my soul says. We're out there. You can find us. (laughs) Um, So let's go ahead and dive into our first question. How do I know if something is a ghost or something else, like a non-human entity, like we were talking about? I mean, I think it can be a little bit tricky Mm -hmm. to know the difference if you're not experienced with kind of telling the difference. Ghosts are going to look like people. If you see them. If you see them, they're going to look like people. If you hear them, they're going to sound like people. I would say, too, I think that what they do or say also might tell you. Like, if it's something else, like a loved one that's coming in to give you a message, you know, that's going to be like a message of love or a sign or a symbol or something lovely. Whereas a ghost is maybe just going to want to stamp their feet or fuck around with something or just want to, like, get some attention Mm -hmm. as opposed to, like, communicate a message. I would say what really matters too, if we're talking about things that are like darker, is Mm. if you feel unsafe, Mm. it doesn't really matter if it's a ghost or if it's an entity of some sort. It doesn't matter if you don't feel safe. In that case, get out if you can. Find somebody who can deal with that for you if you can. Read my friend's book, Defense Against the Dark. Her name is Emily Carlin, and she's like my go-to for all things ghosts and baddies because she's got some really great tips and tricks on how to deal with anything that you encounter. Great, which leads us into our second question, which is how do I get rid of a ghost? Good question. Jillian, what do you think? I say get the fuck out of here. Yeah. That's what I would say. Step one. For me, like we last episode was our chakra episode. So we talked about the different chakras. So go listen to it. But for me, the third chakra, which is your power chakra, which is the one that's in your diaphragm just below your rib cage. For me, when I like think about getting something out of here, it's like I feel like this punch coming from right in that area mm. that was just like get out like this wave of energy that's just like pruning up a big barrier and just be like 
fuck off. Mm -hmm. That's my experience. Definitely. That's always the first step. Tell them to go away. And if that doesn't work, I would say protect yourself. Go to our energy protection episode and listen to that. And we've got a lot of tips on how to protect yourself, your physical body. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's lots of ways to cleanse a space. Um, you can use smoke cleansing. I don't like the term smudging because that's a native term that's been appropriated. It's where you take incense or herbs and you just cleanse a space using that, the smoke. You can also do that with sound. There are certain sounds that really bother entities including hmm. bells hmm. um bells and chimes oh. i know when, when you get into space clearing stuff because i was really into that mm -hmm. they use a lot of bells as well yeah. to clean the energy so yeah there's lots of different tools you can google that and i'd also say throw in you know me i always love to ask for help yes from the other side yeah so ask for jillian's mom to help you <laughs> <laughs> my mom doesn't have time for that shit <laughs> don't ask my mom she's like no thank you i'll pass but you can ask other people you can ask anybody on the other side you can ask your spirits you can ask somebody who wants to specialize in that sort of stuff or a grim reaper <laughs> yeah why not why not just call the grim reaper to clear that shit out I'll come running. <laughs> Assuming that you don't want to get rid of the ghost because they're not harming you or whatever, how would you go about making peace with that ghost? Well, I would have a convo. Mm -hmm. I'd pour a glass and just sit down and just have an open heart conversation and just kind of acknowledge them and accept them. I mean, just think about they were a person, right. even though they're not in physical form right now. How would you talk to a person who might feel a little displaced? Um, you know, that's, and, you know, if you're me, you tell them to go to the light. But if you're just trying to make peace with them and like be okay with them there, just be like, hey, I respect you. You do you. Just like you were saying earlier. Yeah. And maybe leave them like a little offering of something. Yes. So it could be, if you get a sense of who that ghost might have been, you could leave an offering specific to that ghost, but just something nice, like, I don't know, like a cupcake, <laughs> a glass of wine, or something that you like, right? Like, what would you like as an offering? And you can leave that for your ghost friend. The thing that was kind of coming through my mind, too, is like, if it's somebody that, like, you get the sense smokes because you can smell smoke, because that's the way people haunt. Um, you could leave a little bit of tobacco powder. Or oh something. my gosh! But if they're leaving like the smell of tobacco and like gross smoke in your house, like just tell them to go. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. That would bother me a lot. <laughs> it would bother me a lot. <laughs> a lot, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think Jillian, the most important question that any of our listeners want to know is: Can you have sex? With a ghost. I think you can. <laughs> Jillian's face just turned real red. <laughs> just so you know, listeners. Well, when I was a teenager, I was curious about a lot of things in the world. Mm -hmm. And I may or may not have kind of made contact with what I think was a ghost and Kind of had some intimate time with them. <laughs> Amazing. I'm not going to go into any more detail than that. Can you tell us, though, like, was it a famous person ghost? No. Nope. Okay. No, 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 no. It was just 
just a ghost. Um, and yeah, sometimes I felt like I could feel pressure. Like I could feel some pressure in particular areas. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that. So I think you can. I could also be batshit. So that's also on the menu. And there's really no way to know which. I would say, Jillian, that you got really lucky this ghost that you had sex with hasn't followed you around. <laughs> well, maybe he has. Oh, really? Maybe this is why I can't get any dates because it's just like, she's mine. <laughs> I planted a flag in that bitch. <laughs> that might be what, I mean, wouldn't that be a better, like, it's not that I'm not like attractive or whatever. It's got, got a cock blocking ghost. <laughs> I think cock blocking ghosts are hands down the worst kind There's of ghosts. the worst kind of ghosts. <laughs> Like, I'm just picturing you going on, like, a date with somebody, and they're like, I am I don't know if I'm feeling it. You're like, no, 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 that's okay. That's just my ghost. That's <laughs> all right. We could have a threesome. <laughs> How do you feel about a threesome with me and my ghost? With me and my ghost. Come on. It could be fun. I'm sure that's somebody's kink. <laughs> I am sure that a lot of people would be willing to try it. Yeah. I mean, literally, what's the harm? Literally. <laughs> Other than you get a cock-blocking ghost for the rest of your life. <laughs> Maybe you could pass the cock-blocking ghost onto somebody else. Maybe that's it. It's like a sexually transmitted disease, but it's a sexually transmitted ghost, <laughs> an STG. <laughs> How do you get rid of it? <laughs> we'll go and listen to your energy protection episode. <laughs> the sucking and shoving one. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah it's not penicillin <laughs> it's, it's not how you get rid of a cockfucking ghost yeah you don't get rid of stgs with penicillin not with penicillin just nope. syphilis now what if the ghost died of syphilis more fun for them <laughs> I, guess I, don't, I don't know <laughs> I mean, it depends also, like, what stage were they at? Because at true. some point you lose your mind. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> let's get an Ouija board and find out. <laughs> Next time, when Jillian and I do a seance. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so Jillian, I think it's tarot time. It's tarot time. It's tarot time. All right. I think I need to go first Great. this time. Do it. What did the you get? The card I got was death. <gasps> <laughs> How completely appropriate oh for our episode. Gosh, it couldn't be any better. I know. <laughs> I love it. I love death. Thank you. It's the Grim Reaper. It's me. It is the Grim Reaper. Oh <laughs> On a white horse. I know. It's perfect. Okay. I want to hear. I have no interpretation until I hear. Sure. Right. Because death is all, also usually about transformation. But honestly, I think this is just a nod to our episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so I pulled strength. Mm. And this is from the Antique Anatomy Tarot deck. And the, the card is, it's a femur. Bones. So 
big, it's your, your big thigh bone. It's the biggest mm-hmm. bone in the human body. So yeah, strength, like death and strength. Yeah. One yeah. interesting combo. But I mean, it makes sense though, like going through transformation, because death is all about like the endings mm-hmm. and beginnings, right? And we often need a lot of strength to get through that. Exactly. Right? Well, and I would also say my interpretation is, you know, we all have this deep internal strength. And Mm -hmm. we are so much stronger than we necessarily believe we are, especially when it comes to dealing with shit that's incorporeal. (laughs) We are stronger than they are. Yes, I think that's perfect. Mm -hmm. I love it. So, yeah, that's our uh, our little tarot time. That's our tarot time. Take it or leave it. (laughs) (laughs) Which uh, we would say for everything that we talk about. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, there we are. Thank you to all of our listeners. We appreciate you so much. Yes. Thank you so much. We couldn't exist if you didn't listen to us. Thanks for letting us exist. (laughs) Thanks for not turning us into ghosts. (laughs) Yeah, we appreciate it. We're not ready yet. Please, if you have a moment, uh, subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. And please tell everybody you know about how amazing we are. Yes, and come and visit our website at shitmysoulsayspodcast.com. I don't know why I'm saying that so slow. So you get it. So you go and you type that in right now. You can sign up for our newsletter, which we don't send out very much, but we send out our blog posts and we send out our episodes and we send out any other tidbits that are delicious for you to (laughs) nom, nom on. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Nom nom on our tidbits at our website. (laughs) Please do. And also, like, if you have a ghost story, because we know a lot of you do. Mm-hmm. And have you had sex with ghosts? I want to um, know that I'm not the only definitely one. Definitely tell us. Let's share your ghost sex stories, please. How would you deal with a cock-blocking ghost? <laughs> Give me some tips. Yes, email us at uh, shitmysoulsays at gmail.com. And on that note, do your woo. Yes, do your will. And tell us, what shit does your soul say? Yes, what shit does your soul say? Bye. Bye.